And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you as a courtesy from our Patreon supporters. They support the show so you don't have to listen to commercials other than maybe some of that amazing um, that amazing travel agent. What was his name? Uh, Justin, over and away with me travel. Of course, of course, we need to talk about him a little bit. But other than that, you're not getting any commercials, guys. And that's because of those guys. Now, listen, I might be a little biased here, but when I say that they support the show, they also get free content and a lot of shenanigans happens over on the Patreon side. And when I say eh, we have some fun, Guys, I mean, we have a lot of fun, so maybe consider joining them. If not, let's give them at least a round of applause and say thank you for a commercial-free, amazing show. Hello, and welcome to the Disney Dads Podcast, a show that is a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. And you see, we're already having fun tonight. And tonight, I am joined by not one, not two, but three of my DDP brothers. The whole crew is in town tonight. So first, we start from the Palmetto State. Mr. Justin Suter. Justin, what's going on, brother? How's your week going so far? What's up, man? I am so glad to be back, dude. I listened to your all's patron episode on the way back from Florida last week because I was at Legoland. I'm rocking my Legoland shirt that says uh, Eat, Sleep, Build. Um, and so I had an absolute blast with Rye. Five days, guys, is a long time to be with a nine-year-old. That is Got to like day three, four, and I was like, okay, conversations are getting a little dull. We're going to have to to bulk this up a little bit. Um, but it, other than that, it was a blast. But I listened to the Patreon episode. Let me take your back, Joe. I am so disappointed in our other two hosts that they gave you a hard time about asking another man if he uh, smells good what his cologne is. You can absolutely ask another man what his cologne is. So good on you. Continue to do it. I will do it no matter what. If he's going, I'll go, hey, buddy, what are you wearing, man? It's intoxicating. That is amazing. What I love most about this conversation is that this is the general show. I don't show, care. And yeah. now we're just, we're just saying, hey, you should have been on the patron episode. Exactly. Or become a patron member and go back and listen to it yes. so you can understand this conversation. 100%. So, Joe. Good on you, man. Stand by your stand by stand your ground. Put your feet down and you sniff other men. You're fine. Well, I appreciate that, Justin. Dave, thank you for the plug for our Patreon episodes, by the way. And I've, a lot of uh, our DDP family has reached out to me on Facebook and said they have my back, so I do appreciate that. A little behind the knowledge, I'm going to Universal Orlando tomorrow uh, for my birthday, mixing it up a little bit. So I plan on uh, testing that theory and seeing if uh, I can maybe ask somebody yeah. in line how that's going to work out. Like, what, yep. what are you wearing? So I'll let you all know uh, how, that, how that goes. If you could post a picture of the black eye would be great. I will. I'll post that in both the Patreon group and the regular Facebook group. Just and, so uh, you know, really quickly though, Joe, conversation got so bad at one point that I was in a gas station. There was a woman with extremely long fingernails and I looked at her and went, your fingernails are beautiful just because I wanted an adult conversation. So if I can bring that up in a gas station, she looked at me like I was insane. If I can do that in a gas station, then dude, good on you. Keep going. Okay. Keep pushing no. forward. Keep smelling. And uh, let's figure out those colognes. I'm, I'm she looked at you questioning what your extracurricular activities are. <laughs> <when> you... <laughs> All right. Sorry. I've taken this off. I've taken this off. Take it away, I, Joe. I am gagging with that. <laughs> Just thinking about dirty fingernails. That's gross. Uh, so speaking of that, speaking, not speaking of that, but speaking of uh, the person who doesn't have my back, but is, uh, you know, chiming in on this, our f- favorite Central Floridian, our favorite Aussie, Mr. Dave Griffiths. Dave, welcome. How has your week been, sir, down at Walt Disney World and in Central Florida? Hot, 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 hot. Yeah, it's um, sticky, man. But fun, but fun nonetheless. Um, yeah, no, life is good, busy, um, and busy is distracting, and distracting is good. I guess sometimes no news is good news, right? You know, yeah, just- right. We're just we're just rocking it out. Where we're doing some fun things. Um, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of movement at Disney at the moment. Um, lots of gears that are finding themselves again and on uh with regard to that um and i'll probably have more information soon but for the time being um my wife got her call yes awesome man yeah which is really exciting fantastic um so um she uh is currently talking with them uh to the best of our knowledge she will be rejoining the disney company uh in the same capacity which she separated um as a seasonal entertainment manager we don't have any details much on that at the moment but we are excited for it and um one of our 
catchphrases among cast members at the moment is that nature is healing. Um, congrats to on becoming a parent with a kid in, in uh, school. Uh, your little one started Thanks. kindergarten today. That's that's the other thing that's going on in my house at the moment. Yeah, we had um, our our first daughter Charlotte uh, started school today, uh, day one, and she um, she got to school and picked up her bag and walked away. And Melanie went, "You're meant to hug." Me. Oh, oh. That's she's a like you know how there's you know how there's two types of kids. Yeah, she was the I'm out. I still fourth grade. I still have Riley turning around, hugging and waving and doing all that. So I can't imagine. I almost cried <laughs> in third grade when she had one of her little boyfriends saw him walking in and just didn't turn around. Uh, I think this one was Booger Eater. That's what I call him. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's and that's the nice version of that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so um, Melanie had uh, they had a very fun brunch for some of the mums this morning. It was called Boohoo Wahoo, <laughs> um, and you got to choose what side you were attending, what type of party. Was it a boohoo or was it a Yahoo kind of? Well, um, kindergarten will yeah. be boohoo. First grade is Wahoo. I remember I took a, <laughs> when Riley went to first grade. I took a picture. That was like first day of school, and Riley had hers, and then I had one like popping a bottle of champagne, like just because the kids are going back. So it all gets better. All right, very cool. Well, and uh, our final uh, panel member tonight is a guy who I guess feel really feels really old because his kids are walking away to college and not kindergarten. Mr. Mike Stolfi. Mike, what's going on, brother? How are you doing tonight? Yeah, man. I have that trip coming up in a couple of weeks. We've been dorm shopping, you know, for all of the stuff for the dorm, and uh, you know, big difference than dropping him off at school on the first day. It seems like yesterday when we did that. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, kind of, I think I'll be fine with it. I think the wife's going to be a mess, but uh, you know, she, she needs to get out. She needs to kind of branch out and do her thing. Um, she's at that age where like every 18 year old, she drives us nuts. She's pretty self-sufficient as it is. So it'll be nice to see her kind of branch out. Uh, I had some nice DDP family over the house the last couple of weeks in case you guys saw her, you know, since our last show, uh, I was blessed to have Cheryl and Alec here. Cheryl Pavia was here spending a night with us. And, uh, Chris Mastarakis, one of my good friends from high school, uh, neighborhood guy was able to come over and he knows Cheryl from the Dizzy Dads podcast cruise. You know, it's a longtime friends and, uh, it was, Awesome to see Cheryl again, you know, coming from so far away. It's nice to be able to see her, and uh, we had an absolute blast. And, you know, there's never, there's never, my house is never not drama free. I mean, it's always like something. And it just so happens that the night Cheryl was here, uh, Laura wakes me up about one in the morning and says, um, don't get panicked, but Sarah had a bad car accident tonight. So, of course, I wake up and I'm, you know, completely, you know, hysterical. What's going on? Is she okay? It's her car. And luckily, um, her friends were in a really, really bad car accident, and they all came out pretty well. She's a little banged up, a little sore. So, uh, so, and it wasn't her car. One of her friends was driving. So it's one of those scares you get as a parent. So, you know, the, all of these little milestones and things you do with dropping kids off and letting them go and doing things. And, you know, you have that, uh, scare in the middle of the night, but luckily it all turned out well and just a little banged up and bruised. And thank God she was wearing a seatbelt. Otherwise we would have a whole different conversation. So, uh, yeah, it's always eventful in this house and it's always, uh, not drama free. And I'm glad Cheryl was here to see that because I feel like sometimes people think I'm making these up and she was here to witness it all so uh definitely an exciting week for me well first aw- yeah oh, go ahead sorry. joe sorry no, no i say it's definitely yeah. awesome that he's having you know mike's got like the ddp family coming over not awesome about the car accident so cars are always replaceable yep people are not so thank god thank goodness for that you know so justin go ahead i need to step on you brother no man i stepped on you i was just saying i talked to you that next day and i'm just so glad sarah's okay because then that's scary stuff and i will attest to mike Always having something. I mean, it's that house. It's like Indian burial ground or something, man. We need to move you quickly south yep. so you can get down here to closer to me where we can get it all all slower paced and, and hanging out. So, Yeah, and for me, just saying, Mike, you know, I was up in your home state. I was up in upstate or I guess it'd be western New York. I was up at Watkins Glen International yeah, Raceway for the, uh, for the NASCAR race and uh, met some of our DDP listeners up there, Dave and Eileen Lawrence. I uh, actually know them from other shows as well, but they're also uh, members of our family here on the DDP side. And uh, awesome. Be- if anybody of our DDP family lives up in that part of New York, uh, like in the Finger Lakes region, 
absolutely beautiful. I know it's probably nasty in the wintertime with the snow, but really enjoyed my time. There was my first time up at that racetrack, but just the surrounding area was absolutely beautiful. And it was, and Dave, you hit the nail on the head being somewhere where you wake up at 65 degrees with no humidity in the morning. It was very refreshing. Got off the plane in Jacksonville after spending four or five days in, uh, in New York. And, uh, it was like, okay, at 96% humidity, like here we go again. So uh, it was nice for a few days not to be sweating uh, for 18 hours of the day. But shout out to everybody who lives up in the Finger Lakes. Absolutely beautiful part of the country. And uh, uh, yeah, if you're ever up in the area, it's, it's just take it in. It, it was beautiful. So uh, yeah, that's what I did for my week. So uh, hanging out in Mike's home state. So, uh, But for tonight, uh, Justin, turn over the reins for me to do the introduction. I appreciate that. And for tonight's topic, uh, this is actually something that Dave came up with. And I think all of us as Disney fans uh, kind of appreciate this stuff. It's the attention to detail that the, the Disney company and the Imagineers put into. And that's stuff that we kind of take for granted every day. But it's it's the signage that we see around the Walt Disney World property. It doesn't matter if it's signage for resorts, signage for attractions, instructional signs. Uh, it could be anything. So uh, tonight, that's where we're kind of going to get into maybe our favorite signs. And uh, so, Dave, uh, this was kind of your idea, your, your, your baby. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you want to direct this episode today. What, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's something that I've always been aware of, and I think I've put it out there at one point without even knowing exactly what I wanted it to be. And Mike uh, sent me a message after we recorded an episode uh, about a month or so ago, and we'd recorded an episode about fun little things that we find in the parks. And it kind of, and he sent me like about how much fun it was to like talk about those things. And we got some great feedback from uh, the DDP family. And it made me realize that I spend a lot of time looking at the written word and the way we write it in the parks. And um, some of it is for safety, and sometimes it's there to tell the story, and sometimes it's apparently there for no reason just than to just make people laugh. Um, and sometimes it can achieve a few of those uh, simultaneously. But I thought we'd take a look at uh, some of the signs and some of the written word elements that are utilized in the parks, and hopefully give some, uh, some of our listeners something to keep an eye out for. Um, I've got a list of about five or six that I really like that I want to dive into and break down. Um, and I also want to know if you gentlemen happen to have any of them as well. And so the first one that I thought uh, I wanted to discuss is uh, something that's kind of important um, at our Magic Kingdom theme parks. And um, it's written above the entry of our Magic Kingdom here in Walt Disney World as you first walk in. And it's simply that little plaque that reads, here, here you leave today and enter the world of yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy. Uh, I took a photo of it um, the first time I went to the park as a non-employee. And I stood there, I'm pretty sure weeping. Um, and it, it's something that hits home. And I don't know if enough of us uh, stop and absorb what it is that they're telling us to anticipate from our day. Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with that plaque? Yeah, 100%. The, so for me, of course, the plaque comes from, you know, a speech that was given. Uh, and it, it, I think it is the perfect representation of that theme park of the magic kingdom whenever you look at what you're like you said what you're anticipating throughout the day i hate that people go into that park and rush through the entranceway and rush through main street and miss this plaque and miss the storytelling of the posters and miss the storytelling of you know the the popcorn cart and why it's there and the fact that you're a, you're going to be a part of these stories that are about to happen um, I, you know, it, I think, I don't know what other, what other signs you're going to bring to this, this episode. I'm happy to do them out of order. Yeah. So if you've but, got, so yeah, but, you lead it where you want to well, go. No, I, I, I think that if I had to have one that was just massive that I could put on the wall, this would be it because it means so much to the idea of what Walt Disney World, Disneyland, the Magic Kingdom, Disney himself, the Disney company is, is to always take you out of your day-to-day -day life and out of this, you know, normal uh, thing you're going through and transports you into 
an imaginary setting, transports you into a story, lets you be something else. And this sign, these few couple words, do this. They do it very, very well. And I think when new people go to the parks, everyone should be, uh, there should be a, a cast member there that goes, Sut! Stop. Look up. Read the sign. Read the sign. You know what I mean? <laughs> read the sign. Go, you know, but to me, it, it, it. I think it's one of the most important signs in all of Walt Disney World. Joe, is this one you check out? Is this one that you, you, you know, know, you love, taking pictures of it, stuff like that? Oh, this is something that I definitely know of. And it's essentially, we always talk about it. You just mentioned it many times. It's a story. We've all talked about it. Dave knows us from being on Boots on the Ground that the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World, it's a stage. That sign is a table of contents of what you are going to experience as you enter that story, which is the Magic Kingdom. Yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy. That's what you're going to experience when you walk through that gate. They're telling you what you're going to experience. And I think it's... it's but I love that it's small, that it's a small detail that you have to look for. It's not something that's just thrown in your face, but it's one of those subtle nuances that you see around the Disney parks. And I think as diehard Disney fans and the listeners of our, our DDP family here on this podcast, we are, I think we appreciate that. So sometimes the, it's the subtle nuances, like I just said, that it's amazing. And I think that, yeah, it's a table of contents for what you're going to experience. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, as you were saying that, I was like, oh, it it could almost be something that if they had wanted to blow it out of proportion and make it a big announcement and you, you have to see this, they could have. But they don't. Well, also, and it, I'm sorry, Dave. It's no, also it's one of those things, too, where if this, with the entrance music, every 15 minutes you got a voice coming on, came on that just read this sign, it would still fit. It would yes. be fine. Like, it would make sense for what you're doing. So, I don't think there's any other sign in Walt Disney World where you can make that statement to where, like, you could literally make it a part of opening opening ceremonies. You could make it a part of, you know, just your walk into the park. You could make it a part of the daily lives of everyone that goes into the Magic Kingdom. Yep. 100%. Um, Mike, do you have a... Uh, is yeah, you know, I knew. Opinion on I knew this, when so we were talking. Yeah. I knew when we were talking about the signs. This was going to be one of the signs that definitely had to be mentioned. Um, I was curious to where we were going to go with some of the stuff you had been talking about. You know, the signs, and, and I'm curious to how the rest of the show, uh, what other ones you have in matter. But I knew this was going to be a very important one. I think a lot of our Disney Dad podcast family have posted pictures of you know how they keep a Disney in a house, and this tends to be for their Disney room or some of the decorations. They have this plaque up, and I definitely think this is probably one of the most important signs there. And uh, I'm glad that it was our first one. I'm. I, to me, I think it's the most important one, and I'm curious to hear what the rest of them are going to wind up playing out to be. Well, with that in mind, um, let's jump across and take a look at one that is um, not quite so, not quite so, how do I want to say this? Uh, it's important, don't get me wrong, because it is um, a sign that has a safety element to it, and it is actually probably one of my favorite signs in all of Walt Disney World. Uh, aside from the importance of um, that beautiful one there that we were just talking about. Um, this one is located at Rock and Roller Coaster. And as you go into the load area, so you've walked through the pre-show and she says, I've got a really fast car for you. It's out in the alley. And you go out and you're in the in that parking structure that's called Lock and Roll, which I always laugh at. And as you get there, there is a guitar, a blue guitar in the ceiling. And it gives you some safety instructions and says, make sure that you're um, and it's referring to bags or uh, loose cargo or something to that effect. But the most important part for me is right at the very end. The last two lines say, thank you. Thank you very much. Because it's rock and roller coaster, and if you read it correctly, <laughs> it's thank you. Thank you very much. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's but it's spelled Vera. V-E-R-A. And just that little spelling element of the sign cracks me up every single time. It is so like specific and unless you're looking for it you probably have never seen it you've probably seen the blue guitar and been like oh they're reminding me to do something important 
But it's just that little bit that says, thank you. Thank you very much. Dude, it's genius. And see, my thing (laughs) is like, whenever I, you you and I were talking, I think this is the one that we talked about on the phone when we were talking about this episode. And you said Vera like that. And I thought, Oh, Vero Beach. Like, my mind instantly went to, like, the resorts, you know? And then you're like, no, you dum-dum. It's, thank you. Thank you very much. You know, like Elvis, for those kids out there who do not know Elvis Presley. Right. Get on YouTube. I didn't feel I needed Elvis to go into- Presley, okay? <laughs> King of rock and roll. Uh, go check it out. Dude, this is one I've never seen before. I don't know how I've missed this. Um we always say, you know, look up and look around and, and check everything out. But I've I've never seen this one. And I love I love hmm, how to put this. I love the theming of Rock and Roller Coaster. I'm not so much I'm like, okay, it's time for Aerosmith to move on because I think we could do so much more with that attraction. Uh without Steven Tyler's uh decrepit uh 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 you know face still staring at us. But uh, I, I really do think that this attraction has so many little nuances throughout the queue that if you stopped and kind of checked them all out, man, it'd be great. Even, even the posters outside are all great. Like if you stop and look at the posters coming through the queue. So uh, I oh, there is there is so, so much there. The posters oh. are great. Um, and when you walk out into that alleyway, there's um, the the club that's mm-hmm. underground yep. so it's called the down under club which i then also laugh at for other reasons <laughs> so i mean i there, there's so much in there but yes thank you thank you very much huh. is one of my favorites why you laugh at that i i laugh at everything the down under club what's it mean oh the down under club i'll i'll explain it to oh, you okay. later All right. fair. okay go. mike have you ever seen this no i haven't the only thing that i have seen at signage wise is that uh I noticed it. I was actually with Rick Reagan. They started doing interactive signs when you start going through the queue. So I must have picked yeah. up my magic bands. Um, I don't know if I had noticed that on previous trips or if it's just I didn't pay attention. But uh, I guess with the social distancing and not having that many people going through the room at a particular time, um, I have a picture with it. Actually, uh, Rick Reagan took a picture of it and sent it to me. And it says, you know, now performing Michael live in Smithtown and I had a picture in New York in the background. I was like, God, it's pretty cool. Uh, so I guess it was, you know, obviously picking up the RFID on your, your magic band. So it was cool seeing those movie posters change as you were going, well, music posters change as you were going through little queue areas. So, uh, it's something I haven't noticed before, but I noticed it on this trip. I always see that on Everest as you're coming through, you know, like the right at the end of the queue as you're coming through, they have the ones that change. My name has never been up there ever. Who do we need to, who do we need to talk to to get my name up there as, you know, a uh, Sherpa Justin? Uh, lugging your you know junk to the top of Everest one day at a time. Um, Joe, have you ever seen this one at, at uh, Rock and Roller Coaster? No, nobody was more surprised at the story than me uh, with my reaction I just gave there. I even tried to find it on the Google and couldn't find it, but uh, this definitely gives me something to look forward to cool. for my trip next week. <laughs> How old like, are you? Yeah, How he old did are say you? The, the Google. Google. <laughs> the interwebs. Yeah, Dave, who are we doing shows with? Uh, I mean, yeah, Google. like <laughs> You're stuck with Grandpa Joe has joined us. And- <laughs> well, I talked to Joe earlier, and my family gave me a hard time because I was helping him with a dining reservation for Universal. <laughs> and I said, because on the app or on the website, it said, enter, you know, enter your mobile. And I said, what's mm. your mobile? And for an hour, dude, my whole family's like, oh, what's your mobile? Huh? <laughs> uh, you know, like. I don't know, man. It's just what it said. So, all right. So, for the record, I call it a mobile in Australia. So, leave it alone. You were looking on the Google, all right? You fired up the modem. (laughs) You've got mail. (laughs) You guys aren't running Windows 95? (laughs) No such luck, eh? I'm going to be searching. Listen, I'm sorry. I'll use AltaVista next time for my searches. There we go. Okay, good. Thank you. Um, I actually thought I had a copy of it on my phone. And for some reason, like, because I take pictures of these things. um, And for some reason, I don't, of all things, after having said how much I love it. Um, But yes, I will organize to have a photo of it for when this episode drops to load up. And I know somebody will hold me accountable to it if I don't. Yeah, now I feel held accountable after four years mike and i actually have to post pictures we talk about because of <laughs> yep. uh because of uh jenna Ramey. so uh yeah now now we have to so good deal man yeah that's a that's a good yeah. one i don't know what's there i've got to check um, it out next time while we're here does anybody have one that they want to throw out i didn't know if anybody I do. Any of you had come yeah i do and i want to go to actually you know a, a, a wait time sign 
that Ooh. I absolutely love that they do this because uh, you don't see it. I don't think really anywhere else on property. Dave, you might be able to correct me on this. I love the 13-minute wait at Hollywood Tower of Terror. Uh, I think that's very unique and a very cool way to say, we don't have a wait. Come If you have 13 minutes to spare, come check in with us and and ride the Tower of Terror. Uh, so yep. that 13-minute wait, instead of putting like five minutes or zero minutes, is it, it's absolutely genius to me. It's just... Yeah, it's one of those perfect little moments. It is, yeah, it, and, and they don't have to do that. And I, I think I've seen it once. Oh, really? I've seen it a couple like times. It, uh, oh, really? Well, I think I see it more on the app than I do in park. Like every now and oh, okay. every now and then, you look on the app, and it'll be thirteen minutes, and you're like, "Oh, cool!" You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a walk on. <laughs> so, uh, have you guys ever seen thirteen pop up there? Absolutely. Oh, That's I have. Awesome, yep. dude. Yep. See, for me, that's a that's a that's a great one. Uh, whenever you look for there, I'm gonna dump in with one more, Dave, before you go, sure. because this yep. one absolutely is huge for me, and I don't think they do it anymore. Um, but it's the sign at uh, Muppet Vision 3D. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Oh, it's on my list. It is on your list. Okay, well, take <laughs> yes, it away. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So at the front of Muppet Vision 3D, um, there is a sign uh, that it talks about um, that it is currently uh, that somebody is on a break. Yep. I believe yep. it is. Is it? Remind me who. Back. It's, uh, it's, ooh, I, I think we're talking about two different ones. Oh. Let me go with mine while you look, while you find yours. Mine's the mat. Uh, where it says, back in five minutes, keys under the mat. Yes. And I think it's absolutely genius that you used to be able to lift up the mat and find a key. I don't know if they still do that or not. I haven't looked in quite a while. You should look. I, I, I don't understand why it wouldn't be there. Yeah. Why they would suddenly take that yeah, away. Yeah, but if you pick up the mat right there, there's a key under the mat. Yeah, and it's absolutely genius. It's the it's the security team. That's what it is. That's what makes it yeah, funny. Yeah, the security uh, yeah, team is, is away. Is I was like, somebody's yeah. away. Hold on a second. It's Muppet Vision 3D security, and it says, "Back in five minutes, keys under map." <laughs> <laughs> it's just love it. Genius. It's, yep, absolutely genius. It's funny. It's it's all and and it's interactive as well with the the mat element. Can we <clears throat> off topic real quick? <laughs> do you all still hide a key outside your house no i have a i have an electronic lock now so do i i have the same thing i have the keypad lock where you keypad lock. button 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 and you can send people a mm-hmm. thing yep no i just don't let people in my house <laughs> i've been in your house <laughs> yes and we're still cleaning it yeah um, I know. <laughs> those bathtubs gotta work out um I my my like father-in-law is the type of person that still hides everything. Like hides keys outside, hides cash, like you know what I mean, like outside, like buries it, you know. I, I'm I'm going to need a treasure map if something ever happens to him. I'll show up and he's like, "Hey, take seven steps to the left of the oak tree and dig for, you know, two uh two two uh feet down and there's some cash there and there's cash up here. So come get it." I'm like, I, dude, I, I don't know what you're saying. There's banks. I hope you realize. So anyway, this made me think of that. Sorry, I derailed us. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Uh, I'm going to move on with one of mine. Um, and it is one of my favorite quotes ever. And it is found in the Magic Kingdom. And if I said the name Randy Posh, do any of the three of you know who he is? Mm-mm. Excellent. I love when I get to surprise some people with things like this, um, which means you have walked past this literally all three of you at least a hundred times and you have not seen this. Uh, Randy Posh uh, was a Imagineer um, and he he did a number of uh, very cool things, particularly with regard to um, uh technology in entertainment and uh he even created a um a 
program that um, allowed you to basically create um, an integrated development pro environment um, using object-based educational language. I totally re just read that off Wikipedia. Um, basically, it was a way of um, creating... Um, uh, some very cool technology elements and incorporating them into the parks um, for some uh, developments of some of our uh, modernization of some attractions and some newer stuff uh, that was coming. And um, and he is a fascinating gentleman and you should definitely look into uh, his contributions. However, at the Mad Tea Party spinning teacups in Magic Kingdom, um, on the flower bed that faces, hold on a second, the Cheshire Cat Cafe. Okay. Okay. Um, within it, and I've got a picture of it here, there is a leaf uh, with a quote on it. And it reads, it's one of my favorites. It says, be good at something. It makes you valuable. Have something to bring to the table because that will make you more welcome. Hold on, say it one more time. Be good at something. It makes you valuable. Have something to bring to the table because that will make you more welcome. That's good life advice in general. It's great life advice. Like, it means contribute. Have something to contribute. This is just sitting there? It is just sitting there. Look right there. How's this doing Hold in the Magic Kingdom? It should be in like Epcot or something. This is like educational. That's so um, now his um, passion for that particular storyline is why it uh, appears there. The name of the program that he created is actually called the Alice program. Um, once again, Wikipedia it, look it up. It is fascinating. Is it a program that makes you extremely nauseous as you spin <laughs> no. uncontrollably? No, no. It's got nothing to do with oh. it. Um, but it is technolo technology-based um, for uh, development of um, some of the uh, computer programs that then led to a lot of like projection mapping and things like that that we now use on a regular basis. So, yeah. so um, But just this random, insightful quote yeah. sitting in the middle of a garden bed in the Magic Kingdom. I mean, because, all right, let's say... 15,000 people a day walk in the Magic Kingdom, okay? Out of those 15,000, how many people read that? I mean, Dave? <laughs> One. <laughs> I want to know, okay, uh, be honest. Mike, have you ever seen this? seen it, never heard of it, had no idea. No. It was all well, news to me. Also, I run past that attraction. That's the only one that makes me sick on the entire entire property, pretty much. Um, so I, 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 I don't right. spend too much time around there. But that, that's... That may be the most insightful. You know, I thought I would get our first sign tattooed on me. I think I okay. would get this one. Yeah. This is actually one of my like favorite quotes. It's like, yeah, particularly that last part. You're having a bad Have day. Have something to bring to the table yeah. that will make you more welcome. Like when I, when I go to a business meeting, when I go to a job interview, I put this in my head before I walk in the door. Yeah. I love it. This is great so, this yeah. is great advice, Dave, that like if you're just talking to a friend of yours and he's he or she is not having a good day, you could just yep. you could just say these simple <laughs> two phrases and just be like, listen. Be something good, you know, and be like cheer him up with it. I mean <laughs> yep. it's like yep. this is this is where I would this mess is deep, this up man. though. This is I deep. Would, I would mess this up and they'd be like, I just don't know where I'm going in life. I'd be like be right back. Keys under the mat. <laughs> Bring something good to dinner. <laughs> you leave today and wait. What? I would completely mess that whole. Quoting the wrong side. I would mess that whole oh, thing up trying to use that. So, yeah. All right. Um, Michael, Joe, do you have any that when I asked you, do you have any of these? Something that came to mind? Well, the first thing, Dave, when you, you put this out, and uh, listen, how am I supposed to follow up that one? I mean, so, but the first things that came to my mind was, you know, you guys know I, I love golf, right? I love what they do at the golf resorts. And I thought of all the funny signs that I see on the golf course, but one that specifically stuck out to me was, is on the 11th hole at Lake Buena Vista Golf Club, which is over by Saratoga Springs, um, 
Justin may have been over there because it's in the woods on the right hand side. But if you were to miss the fairway and slice it uh, to the right hand side, dude, I trusted you. I trusted you when I told you I'm having problems (laughs) with the driver. I trusted you, and you have thrown me out to the wolves. Okay, I I I technically didn't say that, but you know, if you're saying that to our DDP family, but if you slice it to the right hand side, there inside the uh, inside the woods on the right hand side, there is a. It's been there for a while, but there is a sign, and it says, uh, you are currently 45 yards offline. Golf lessons available. Contact Pro Shop at 407, <laughs> whatever. That's and thought, genius. And I thought that was absolutely genius because you're in the middle of your round. You just sliced it way in the woods, and they've literally had the you-know-whats to put a sign in there saying, you're 45 or 50 yards offline. You probably need some lessons. Give us a call. I wow. I just thought that was I just thought That, that was is awesome. That's some serious shade. And, and you could tell, Dave, it's been it's one of those signs that's been there for a while. It's got it doesn't it doesn't fit with the newer signage that the new Arnold Palmer golf manager has put in there. So it's been there for a good amount of time. And I just I don't know if they would do that now because it's a kinder, gentler, you know, gent, gentler Disney company. But that is just absolutely amazing shade thrown at like golfer slicing in the woods. I just think it's awesome. It's the first thing that popped I- in my mind. Deuce. I also love that you'd have to like you've got to mess up to find that. I, listen, I, I hit a lot. Like, not everybody is going. Or oh, you just have to hit the ball. I was about to say to find my normal normal shot shape. So. I've hit a lot of fairways. I've also put it in the woods in the right. So that's how I found this. So, but dude, that's amazing. Go, that's... I almost want to hit it over there just so I can go over there and take my picture. You know, so yeah. yeah but if you aim that way, it won't wind up there. So well, well, and and, and and with being you know very. Uh, uh, transparent. Uh, I am playing golf there next week, so I will drive over there, even if I don't hit the ball to the right, and I will take a picture for everybody. So, yes, if I could, I would love that. I want to see a picture right. of it. That's awesome. Um, fantastic, Mike. Did you have anything? Uh, nothing that cool. Uh, I just I particularly <laughs> liked, and I got to see him on my last trip because uh, obviously with no fast passes going on, uh, I noticed quite a few of the like the wanted posters that were on the Splash Mountain. They had the Swamp Boys, mm. and then they had the Brer the. Uh, rare bear uh, signs. I thought they were pretty cool. And they, even though they were made of tin, they looked very paperish. Uh, they looked very old classic stuff. And like the, the wanted Brer Bear, uh, cohorts of Brer Fox, usually harmless if cornered may threaten to knock your head off. Uh, they had those little cool little sayings on them. Uh, I, I, like I said, I noticed that on my last trip because of not doing the fast pass and Splash Mountain's one of those uh, rides you usually fast pass. So that was one of the signs that I kind of took notice on my last trip. I thought they were cool that I got to see it because they were way like in the middle of the the queue and um, the, the architecture behind them and the, just the way they looked it looked so much like paper but it was made out of metal and obviously durable to be outside and you know the Florida climate and um, those are my kind of favorite signs that I got to see that I really don't get to see on a regular basis I, I'm going to be real honest I didn't actually know what that was really? as you started describing it well, I don't walk through the normal oh, line okay. ooh no. <laughs> ooh <laughs> Here he I is. don't know the fancy, last time I've, I don't Here know he if I've ever yeah. walked. My diamond it. shoes are too tight. My wall is no, too small for my 50 definitely, days. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I have definitely walked through, but it, it, admittedly it has been a while. So um, that's really cool. I might even have to go adventuring to find okay. um, what that looks How like. How much would I love to have one of those once this attraction's gone? I would. I would do anything. And it's just going to go wait, sit. Wait, wait. Anything? anything. It would, it's just oh. going to go sit in a warehouse somewhere. Dave, you know a guy? I mean, I don't know, but we can always ask a question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, Justin, dude. you know the signs I'm talking about then, right? I mean, it helps. Yeah, to- yeah 100%. Okay. All right, yeah. Good. That's my favorite attraction. So, like, I'm the weirdo who holds the line up every now and then, like, checking stuff out. You know, and people are like, Love it. go ahead. And I'm like, I'm busy. Hold slow your roll. You know what I mean? Shh. Yeah. I'm reading. I'm looking. All right? uh, actually, wow, and that takes yeah. a while. So uh, actually, while we're on that, there's um, what I do notice is that in the uh, in the tunnel just before you get to uh, what we call the load platform as mm-hmm. you're coming down that hill, um, there's a picture of uh, Br'er Fox, and underneath it says, Br'er Fox looking for trouble. And then it's got a right next to it is a picture of Brer Bear looking kind of dopey, and it says Brer Bear, just looking. Brer <laughs> <laughs> Bear. Um, however, that is a great segue, Mike, because I've got one at uh, Splash Mountain that is uh, one of my favorites that made my list, and it's actually on the attraction. It's on the ride itself. 
and it's the first major drop. Okay, so you go okay. up and you go over that tiny little yeah. hill, and then you go round, and then you go up again, and so you've gone up a couple of times, and you're on that um, upper level, and you're sailing around, and there's like you haven't even really entered the story yet, and as you approach that first sign. Uh, at that first drop, there is a sign that sits there. And I definitely have a photo of this because I literally took it two days ago. Um, and it reads, I don't know if you can yeah, see it there. You can see it. Falls. It reads, Slippin' Falls, which doesn't sound all that funny, except when you consider that within the legal terminology, um, and I, I know we do have a couple of lawyers that listen to this who are probably already chuckling because companies refer to it as slip and fall accidents. And so they are slip and falls. I love it. Um, and it's just one of these weird little p- play on words that happen that make me go <laughs> slip and falls. You know, somewhere there was a Imagineer that like took a few law classes, not knowing what they wanted to do in college. <laughs> And they were like, "That's what it is. That's falls, 100%. man. This is what this is. I'm bingo. Let's do this. Yeah, um, yeah that's it's, it's it's Splash Mountain for me. Look, we're when Splash Mountain finally goes, which I'm a little sad because we are seeing some some work coming on the outside of Splash Mountain. I don't think it's gonna be a whole lot longer. I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Nobody knows. Um, but I'll be sad. But we will do a whole show uh, to." We'll we'll break it down again. Yep. Pouring one um, out for Splash Mountain. Um, okay. I've got one. Down. I've got one. Oh, yeah. Lead yeah, off, let me do please. one. Uh, because this one is not a sign so much, but a mural. Okay, huge, and it is at the conservation station. Okay, now it's not so much funny, but it leads to something funny that I think a lot of people miss. And that is that it has 26 different animals on the conservation station mural above the doors, right? But if you go into the restrooms in the conservation station, there are small signs that tell you about different types of animal poo in the restrooms. Fascinating. <laughs> I love that. Let's talk about animal poop. I love that. I love um, that they're like, this is the spot we're going to put this as you are going to maybe make number two. You get to learn about animals making number two. So I love that they absolutely do, did that. Do you, do you have one that I, that is your favorite that no, jumps that out at you? It just gives you okay. facts. Like it just is facts about animal poo, like size and stuff like that. So. Is it like that wombats poop squares? Oh, do they really? Yeah, they poop cubes. They like they poop is cube shaped. Why? I don't know. I didn't ask. Is one. their area square shaped? <laughs> I haven't looked hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's the thing: is I knew that I knew that about them that it's one of the weird things, and then Olaf actually tells us that in Frozen 2. It's a square peg through a round hole. Interesting. Yeah, it's one of the random facts that he talks about when they're on the when they're headed up towards the the forest. Oh, wombat may became my favorite animal now then. He's oh. like, yeah, wombats have square poop, uh, cube poop, and um and his other one that he says is that uh, water has a memory. Yeah, I remember that and one. That, that one, becomes, and that, well, that right, has well, to because that's whole, super relevant right, to, the, to the whole. And the, like the throwaway line is wombats. Have what if cube it was the other poop? way around? What if at the end of the movie, like they had to find wombat poop <laughs> to save the family? <laughs> no, because wombats are in Australia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are wombats mean? All right. I mean, any animal is mean if you come near it during like mating season or where it doesn't want you to be. Don't go near Not them. Me. Stop. I'm nice during all seasons. <laughs> they can be a little. They can be a little. A little ornery. Argumentative, okay. yeah. Right. Like ornery. Yeah. Did you beat up on that? Um, beat up right, on Walmart, so- Dave? Oh, that different show. <laughs> Before you go to your last one, Dave, let me give a little another fact about Disney signs that I love. Please. I love that they on the traffic signs on the. Do you know this one, Joe? No, but I love the traffic signs. It was on my list. Okay. Oh, perfect. So on the traffic signs, uh, there is a design element that was created specifically for Disney that on the bottom of the signs, there is a um, yellow lettering and a red stripe. 
Because of Mickey's colors. Of course. Love it. But Love but there was also supposedly with the with the um, with the signage on property because originally back when the resort first opened everything was a brown sign that kind of took after like I think the Department of Transportation yep. with like you know uh, attractions right and I believe Disney did a giant study on what they found would be the most like there's a reason why they're purple and teal like there's mm-hmm. or was, there there is reasons behind I did see somebody a YouTuber did like a. Um, a document like, a, like a, a video about it and it was fascinating about like how they came up with the color scheme it's not only because of that what you just said justin but there's also like a legitimate reason behind it and that's why even though those pr- purple and teal colors they feel very 90s there's actually a specific purpose behind it that's why they haven't changed well i've meant i think i mentioned this book once before fast food nation by eric schlosser gets into the psyche of colors inside of fast food restaurants and one being McDonald's, they, the reason they pick those colors to paint the restaurants inside is because it creates both hunger and, um, uh, you know, almost like anticipation and you're in a hurry and, and they want to get in and out really fast so they can turn oh. over customers really quickly. So so the red kind of makes you feel like yeah, you're-, you're like, go, 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 like antsy. And oh. yeah, so you don't want to sit there for a long time. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Um I've got one more, and then I've got a couple of quick honorable mentions that I wanted to touch on as well that aren't really signs. They're just funny things that are painted in locations as well, uh, which we've kind of done a few of. But um, my big one that I wanted to do was one that has not always been there. And it's one of those iconic moments that there's a sign there for a particular reason. And that is, and I don't know if Mike has ever been responsible for the creation of a sign like this. I feel if anybody was going to be, it might be Mike. But it is on the Mexico Pavilion where it simply says, no climbing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Makes me laugh. I assume most of our listeners and all three of you are aware of why we have that sign. Yes, 100%. But I love the way they use the Epcot like future world kind of font. It blends in, with, <laughs> but at least they were consistent with the the theming. So I like that. Right, no good right. story starts. Do, off does with anybody sound. remember? <laughs> does anybody remember where they were when that happened? Um, I don't remember where I was for that one. I remember where I I, I remember reading the story about the couple that swam out to the island in Epcot. <gasps> oh, and yeah, decided yeah. to just cuddle on the island and watch you know the boats go by. So, yeah, there's how many signs do you think we should have in Disney, though, the when nonsense Apparently happens? More? Right. Like, Dave, you had to tell someone to put a shirt on. Should we randomly have right next to your your sign that's like bring something, you know, to to to, to the table? Uh, should we have yeah. also, also put your clothes wear on <laughs> a shirt? All right. You know what I mean? Um, for those of you who aren't aware, if you do go delving into YouTube far enough, you can probably find a clip of it where um, a gentleman and I use the terminology loosely, um, was in a, a little bit of an interesting state while drinking around the world in Epcot and decided it looked like a reasonable challenge. I assume he came out of La Cava de Tequila and thought, yeah, I can climb that, and got all the way up there. And the unfortunate thing about that is that at some point, you have to come down. <laughs> well, don't they, uh, the top up there, and Dave, you, you don't have to talk if you, if you don't want to, the top up there is where one they uh, one of the stations where they do fireworks from, like they not not set them off from, but that's where one, they like go up there, and I think that's where it's a control room up there, right? The control room, right? So maybe he was just going up. He's dude, that dude's tired of waiting. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> illumination supposed to start at nine. It's eight fifteen. He's had a few beverages. He's like, Make it happen. It's like, Let's push the button. Get this rolling already. <laughs> Come on. You know what I mean? I'm kind of with him. Let's go, man. I would cheer right. him on. Get up there. Push that button. Let's roll. Love it, love it, love it. Um, a couple of quick honor- honorable mentions or dishonorable mentions. Um, I've there's the Wheezy toy box uh, in the Fast Pass queue for uh, Slinky Dog Dash. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, got him. It's the uh, uh, Squeaky Penguin bath toy. Squeeze him and he squeaks. Uh, it tells you it's from Al's Toy Barn. It's got him playing in amongst bubbles in the picture, and at the bottom it says, "Not for use in water." <laughs> really? Yeah. Got a picture of it right there. Dude, that's genius. Just in red writing at the bottom, not for use in can, water. Can, all right, DDP family, I'm throwing my Christmas gift out there, okay? 
you know the kid loves his bass. I want a, I want, a, I want a, uh, uh, um, a penguin. You know what's his name? Wheezy. I want a Wheezy, Wheezy. toy for my bath toy for this next year. <laughs> all right. All right. That was a, if if anyone if anyone somewhere. gets me for Secret Santa, that's what I want. All right, we'll work all on right. that. Uh, at Goofy's Barnstormer, there is um, a box that reads First Aid, a small box, and directly underneath it, there is a larger box that reads Second <laughs> Aid. <laughs> that's the best sign really, yet. <laughs> there's some really funny stuff like that. Um, and then, um, uh. we, and I meant to mention this earlier, um, when you... Uh, talked about Tower of Terror and the 13 minutes and it was passed and I was like oh I'll mention that at the end um, there is an elevator permit of operation um, that exists um, uh, in the basement area of uh, Tower of Terror hanging on the wall saying yes this elevator has permission to work and operate and um the registration number for it is 10259, uh, which refers to October 2nd, 1959, which was the premiere of the original Twilight mm. Zone, um, which is pretty awesome. Um, and uh, within that, it says the last, uh, the date of last inspection was October 1st, 1939, Halloween of 1939, which is the date of the setting for that particular event in the video. Right. Um, Hollywood, 1939, right. amid the glitz and the glitter of a bustling end movie town at the height of its golden age. Never mind, moving on. Um, but yeah, so, um, which I thought was pretty cool. Just uh, some fun little things uh, to keep an eye out for within some of our attractions and some written signs to like to keep look keep an eye out for and um and just bring a little bit of something extra to your visit to all it's fantastic World. it's stuff that we didn't know a lot of it so it's absolutely great it's one of those things that it's like every time I'm in the park if i can experience something new it means that much more you know what i mean it means that uh i can i can have that new disney experience and as somebody who loves the parks it's tough to get that every now and then, you know, whenever you build all the time. So great topic, Dave. Absolutely love it. You know, there's a lot of great signs that you see all over the parks. And Dave mentioned a couple of them. And, you know, maybe we should go around the, the parks and take some of those pictures of some of those signs. And you should post those pictures to our Facebook group. We have an amazing Facebook group that has great pictures. And that brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Justin, what's your pick of the week? Oh, well, I'm happy to be back, so I can do a pick of the week. Uh, I'm going to go with the great Irene Smith, but not so much Irene. I'm going to go with the amazing David. Happy, happy birthday, my friend. Uh, he is, that family is just the greatest. Uh, looks like they had an incredible birthday, and all the throwback pictures are fantastic. Uh, love that family so much. So happy, happy birthday. Uh, you are definitely my pick of the week this week. Very cool. Dave, what's your pick of the week? I had, uh, I've chosen a, a throwback. I am a shared memory by Dan Rossi. Uh, Dan and Jen uh, had a photo uh, it's one of their favorite pictures, and it's of their little boy with uh, some photo magic of Tinkerbell on his hand uh, in the theme park, and the look on that kid's face is priceless. Uh, it is everything that photo magic is meant to be in that moment where, yeah, we know how it happens. We know that the photographer said, and look surprised and excited, and he looks amazing. It is definitely my pick of the week. Great pick. Great family. Joe, what do you got for me? What's your pick of the week? So my pick of the week uh, goes to Tim Jackson, and it uh, looks like he found an old pick from, uh, it says uh, 25 years ago. He says, found this gem today, 25 years ago, almost to the day, also during the Summer Olympics, which we just finished up the Summer Olympics in a year late, but in Tokyo. And this pick looks like it's from taken from Star Tours. And I just love when f people find old photos when they were younger with their families. And I love to see the old school outfits everybody's wearing there's fanny packs in here and old school team usa shirts so it just reminds me of like my trip uh when i was a kid going to the parks and uh you know just just kind of reminding me of that so yeah tim jackson gets my pick of the week very cool 
Uh, my pick of the week is going to go to Eve DeSalle, and it says, My sweet boy, four years old, just made the 40-inch right before our trip and got to ride the most big boy ride, and he was so excited. His favorite was Tower of Terror. He rode it so many times last night. We were about to get off for the last time as the park closes, and three cast members gave us a little extra Disney magic and gave him a bonus ride. He felt so special. Core memory for sure, and those great Disney memories are what we love, what we talk about so many times. And uh, Eve, you have my pick of the week. It's the best, man. Oh, when your kid hits 40 inches of Disney, it's like... It opens up such a it's world like hitting the of Disney lottery. <laughs> you're like, yes, finally. Except you're definitely at some point going to get there. Like, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. Still, it's just like, it's one of those things where you're like, I've been waiting for this moment. Because right. now you can it's finally do a- the fun stuff. Like up until now, I've been, you know, teacupping it and doing all the other stuff. <laughs> Small, Small World, world Peter Pan, uh, now Splash Space, Big Thunder. Like, 40 Inches is also Soarin', Test yeah. Track. Like, there's a whole bunch that opens at that I remember moment. that's when we found out Riley was a just a daredevil. We're like, we went on like Soarin', or on uh, test, track, test Track for the first time, and she had hands up, and I'm like, ooh, we got something here. All right, let's yep. do this. Let's play. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, uh, Disney Ads family, you know what? I was thinking about all the plugs I do each and every week, and you know what? I decided this week, you guys know what to do. We've talked about this week in and week out right below on this episode. There are all the links you need to click, whether it be to email us, to pick up Pavel, uh, Jason Odegaard's book, to join the patron, which is amazing. We have an awesome patron topic tonight, to become a part of that patron all those links are right there below. So go right now, click those links. Also, slap us five stars. Uh, that's how you show us that virtual love. Uh, guys, I've had an absolute blast tonight. Dave, this has been a topic you've had for weeks, months that we've been talking about. I am so happy you brought it to us because these are the things we always say that uh, there's little things in a Disney vacation that you're missing if you don't take the time to look around. And these little treats, these little signs that mean so much to not only the story, but also just these little quirks and like funny little antidotes that you get throughout your Disney vacation. So, dude, great, great, great topic, great episode. And I think people are going to love getting in the parks, taking selfies with these signs and being able to uh, then then go to the you know what you know what episodes like this are? They're bragging rights. Because as a Disney fan, now you go, hey, did you know that that sign is this? You know? Right. It's absolutely the best. This becomes one of those ones where that friend at work starts talking about something and you're like, I am yep. locked and 100%. loaded and ready for this conversation because you've just brought up Tower of Terror and I got three things ready yeah. to go. Let's talk about they're it. Like, and oh, they're like, did you know that, uh, <laughs> okay, uh-huh, you start there and uh-huh. I'll bring you down, all right? Yep. Yep. I- that's exactly right. And that's what I love about these is that it – and I mean so many of these aren't even things that like if you came on a tour with me, I'm not going to spend moments pointing out second aid uh, for a great Goofy one, over at Barnstock, which is a great one. It just reminds me of why but- you and I both are going to be terrible at Patreon. <laughs> So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but um, but I'm not going to spend moments pointing that out. So if you get it, if you see it, it's a moment. If you don't. All right. It's yeah. You keep moving. I love it. I absolutely love it. However, go find go find Randy Posh's quote and always make sure we take an acknowledgement of where we are entering at Magic. Kingdom. I absolutely love it. Uh, let's start <laughs> to close it up. Uh, Joe, closing words, bud. So this is a great topic uh, as I approach my Disney trip next week uh, to make sure that um, I know a lot of our Disney trips are involved with keeping our heads in our phones with making fast, pa- not making fast, but like rise of the resistance, boarding groups or making dining reservations. But I love it. This is going to be a reminder to me to take my face out of my phone, look around, because as many times as I've been to Disney, I'm always going to see something new or learn something new. So I appreciate that, Dave. Great topic tonight. I uh, can't wait to see what I can't wait to see some new things next week. Uh, and I'll share with you guys, Mike. Uh, Justin, great having you back. I certainly missed you last week. It's uh, always fun having you back on the show. Uh, Joe, happy birthday tomorrow. We didn't mention it earlier today, but you're turning like the big 53 tomorrow. Thank God I'm not no. the oldest one on the show anymore. And uh, I'm, that's why we kind of brought you on. So, uh, you know, uh, over 50 is tough, I, I hear, you know. So, uh, you know, you, you, you wear it in pride. So good for you. And uh, Dave, always a pleasure having you on. I had a great time this week. Thank you Thanks, for all man. the signs. And um, till next week, have a good night, guys. Dave? 
thank you for the opportunity to to bring some weird elements to to the show to have a chat with and to hopefully make a few people laugh as well um speaking of laughing there's a lot more of that about to happen i'm not laughing at all (laughs) i'm not gonna laugh i'm not gonna be hilarious i'm not doing it patient family stick around it is the inaugural the first ever disney dad's corny jokes contest between the four of us if you laugh you lose a point. Uh, we will be on the patron side telling some horrible Disney dad's jokes, or in Dave and I's case, amazing Disney dad's jokes. Uh, we love you guys so much. Have an amazing week. Spread some Disney cheer. And until next time, guys, we'll see you real soon. Have a good night. Good night. See everybody. Cheers. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin, let the And that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.